bringing you your weekly dose of horror. Yay! Yay! And today we have... Michael! Yeah, Me, I'm Michael. That's Michael. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yes, welcome, <laughs> welcome. So, well, Michael and I met actually in film school. Um, I remember, I think the first time I met you was at the tour? It was the first day. It was like it the was first the, day. We toured the school together. Yes. And so, yeah, you're the first person I knew in Chicago. Like, wow. Because you had like come straight from the train. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I got there late. And so I ran from the train station to the school. And then I got there like out of breath. And they're like, I was like, where do I go? And they're like, just join that group over there. And it was Sam. Was like, hey. Hey, hey, guys. That sounds like, like the beginning yeah. of like a movie. It was the beginning of movie school. Yeah. Yes. It movie, was. School. <laughs> movie school. What if it was actually called movie school? <laughs> um, might as well have been. I've been wanting you to come on the podcast for a while, but I didn't realize that you were a huge Hitchcock fan when I asked you to be on this one specifically. Oh, yeah. I like Hitchcock. Yeah. I think it sounds good because, like, it's just so well thought out. Like, every single frame oh, yeah. is just, like, he's so meticulous about everything. So, and I have heard of Alfred Hitchcock, obviously, throughout my like theater um, classes, um, and I actually took a film class as well for like my jet, my general studies. Um, but I had never seen any of his movies, so I'm excited to talk about this one specifically. Yes, yeah, and the good. one that we just watched was oh yeah, what did we watch? Rear Window Rear from Rear. 1954, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, written by John Michael Hayes. A wheelchair-bound photographer spies on his neighbors from his Greenwich Village courtyard apartment window and becomes convinced one of them has committed murder despite the skepticism of his fashion model girlfriend. You said at the beginning, right when we started the movie, that first of all, this whole set was just built for this movie. Mm -hmm. Which it does feel like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the night, like, the shots of it at night were so perfect of, like, the, of, like, when it was, like, all orange on the buildings. It just, like, totally felt like a painting, but still real at the same time. Yeah. Like, those sets are massive. And uh, it goes, and I think it kind of goes to what you were talking about with Hitchcock of how he's so meticulous. He now has an entire apartment complex that he can control every light, every detail oh, yeah. of this massive set. I mean, as a filmmaker, that's like a dream. You know, yeah. you have yeah. this, this huge space to play with and can control every part of it. The colors, um, where people are. Um, the, the best part about this movie, though, is we're seeing everything from one perspective. We never, until Seven the very together. end, we never leave his apartment. Yeah. So you're only seeing things from a certain way. And we still kind of are, even if we have shifted at least the perspective within the the space mm -hmm. in which we've been viewing the whole area. Yeah, not till the but, very end when he falls off do you yeah. actually like oh, see yeah. his, his side of the apartment. Exactly. The rest is just shooting at the other yeah. apartment. The and I time. love the layering, too, of just like, 
We have people walking in the alleyway. We have people out on the street. We have people in the restaurant across mm-hmm. the apartment building. And everything is like you, everything's obscured a little bit because you have to like poke your head around a corner mm-hmm. or like squint more to see like through that window. Everything, no matter what you're watching, is obscured. It, the view is obscured. And that's pretty much what this movie is kind of talking about is looking at things through skewed perspectives. Yes, obviously, Jimmy Stewart is looking at all these different lives through their windows and all that kind of stuff. But then we come into his own apartment. He's looking at Grace Kelly from a skewed perspective, too. He has these like hangups about their relationship and the relationships that he has with almost all the characters that he interacts with that are a little skewed. And at the beginning of the movie, I don't really like him. To no. be honest. Not at all. Because he is very stubborn in those kind of like skewed views. And I think he kind of still is at the end. He's so, yeah. he's so bitter about his situation too. Oh, he yeah. He treats everybody like crap. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah. He he's super pissed. Well, uh, I guess from Let's, the top. From the top, from make the top, it drop. It, Fittingly so, we start with opening curtains of this window that we're going to be watching the entire movie. It's like a curtain to a play opening yeah. up yeah. as the credits are going. His his movies do feel very theatrical. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, I know a style that we had during that time. But it's beautiful. Like, I could see this as a play and also as the movie. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. Back then, yeah, it was it was more like it was such more of a theater production that you're capturing on camera, and there were like lots of uh, movements like on wheels and stuff, you yep. know. And, and and the blocking was so important back then. And this one's weird because it's like you don't get that movement. It's almost like a cram- It's like you're having to look through a window the whole time, but you're still being able to like move down these apartments mm-hmm. instead of being so close and like intimate with people. Like they do, like during that time period, I think it's like just all the camera movements. It's it's so much different than it is today. Where it's like more handheld. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, like intense close up. This was mm-hmm. all about distance. This was all about being yeah. far away from things. And he is. It's kind of like we're stepping out of even the movie because he's his movie is what he's watching through the windows, and mm-hmm. our movie is us watching him watch people through the window. So we're almost in the same perspective that he is. We're trapped in the apartment the whole time with him. And we're seeing everything just played out through these three windows. So we're immediately set from the top of this movie. We are set in it's, this yeah, viewing place. It's claustrophobic. Like it's after, claustrophobic. after like an hour, you're just like, oh, you, you really don't, you don't leave yeah. the apartment either. He's, you feel his he cooped up. He barely even, he has, he's in a wheelchair and he rarely like moves around. His face in the fucking wheelchair. Like, move, dude. You're just literally there. That's and why you're so miserable. He's in every scene, I think. Like, I think so. Yeah. I, there's not a scene that he's not in the, because the entire time. The entire time we're in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole time. And what's nice about the beginning of this movie, I think this movie, it doesn't... I never felt like things dragged, but I felt like the beginning, it was nice that they were starting off kind of slow. So we get familiar with... The, the apartment space. complex it's because huge. there's a lot of people going in there. We have yeah. multiple stories going on through this whole movie that he's watching. He's got like these different channels almost that he's like, yeah, yeah. Totally. we start, we got, you know, 
the piano player who is like trying to finish the song and he's struggling to write a song. We got the couple that is sleeping on their balcony because it's so hot. Um, we got the dancer who is, um, it seems like she's trying to come up in the dance world. She's mm -hmm. like schmoozing with these execs and trying to meet people and trying to move her career as a dancer. We have a newlywed couple going on. We have this lonely woman story that's going on. Suicidal woman. Suicide. Yeah, that turns super oh, dark. Oh. We have a sculptor, an artist woman that sleeps or that lives next to her. And then we have uh, a man and a woman and the woman is bedridden and sick and he has to take care of her. Through like almost one camera motion mm -hmm. of just going around the entire complex, we get the beginning of all these stories. It's his newsfeed every morning, you know? Like him <laughs> checking on his friends, like seeing their stories every morning. Oh, what did they do yesterday? Yeah. But then he, that? another thing that Alfred like really does a really good job setting up is just the atmosphere, mm -hmm. literally just weather. And it's always just kind of like hot, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So we enter with his sweaty forehead and then we go about seeing how everybody else is trying to take care of themselves during this like, the heat wave. Yeah, yeah, we see the thermostat. We see the kids playing with the fire hydrant outside. Um, and he did that very well also for, uh, what was the other? Alfred? Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Psycho. That was another theme. It was really hot. People kept commenting they on how in, hot it was. They were in Phoenix, Arizona or Tucson, yeah. Arizona. Mm -hmm. And um, we entered through a window. Just yeah, at the beginning of that movie. You're yeah, right. It's yeah, they, that's a theme that they keep going back to is it's heating up. And they talk about it a little later too, it's getting hotter. And I mm -hmm. always think if it is hotter, people go crazier mm -hmm. easy. So that kind of adds to the paranoia of the movie. Because that's the whole thing of the whole movie is, is what he's seeing what he thinks he's seeing? Or is it just his paranoia, him putting yeah. or these is things? Or yeah. 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 he's just bored. Yeah, he's just bored. Going like cabin fever. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we, we then kind of, once we come into his apartment, uh, we establish, first of all, that he's got a broken leg. He's in a wheelchair. Um lies the bones of LB, what's his last name? Yeah. LB something. Yeah, it was like, he, he's accepted his death. Like, he's really pissed off that he's there. And we go over to his um, photographs. And this is kind of where we establish that he's a photographer. And all of his photographs have to do with, like, explosions Danger. death cr car crashes yeah he's like obsessed with watching disasters like tragedies like that's all of his photography um because he's yeah. a man he's front lines yeah yes. hardcore he even gives like a speech about it yes or just like he's willing to do anything for a good photograph you know like i've seen the world i've been yeah. to multiple places what have you done kind of thing yeah, yeah. he has yeah, like, well like, he knows that she's comfortable living with this kind of, like, facade, just, like, pretty clothes and mm -hmm. wonderful meals and meeting people. And he's like, ah, I'm not about that. I'm, yeah. I want to get down and dirty. I can't do that yeah. with my combat boots. Yeah. yeah. They're total opposites, for sure. She's yeah. materialistic. He's not. He's very simple. Like, his apartment's pretty, like, blank. Mm. He's, like, happy at really simple meals. He's just got, like, oh, eggs and toast. He's like, Yes. And then, like, kids are, he's eating, like, dry bologna sandwiches. Yes. With a cup of milk. Yeah. yeah. He's a simple man. He's a simple... Well, I mean, he thinks that he's a simple man. And mm -hmm. that he wants to find someone who is also a simple person. And 
he's just, yeah, he's having a lot of doubts about the relationship that he's in. Because we do see that as we go across this table, we see pictures of Grace Kelly, Lisa, right? Mm -hmm. um, on his table, too. And that's his girlfriend? Girlfriend. Mm -hmm. yes. Um yeah. Girlfriend, but he's not sure if he wants to marry her. Yes, because we, the, I think the one of the first scenes is the nurse coming into his apartment, taking care of him. They're talking about. Um, she actually immediately comments uh, of him looking out the window because he's yeah. like looking around, whatever. And then she comes in and immediately calls him a peeping tom. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down the line. She says, "Race of peeping toms." Um, People should get out and look into their own windows for a change. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we've turned into a race of peeping toms. Yes. Yeah. So. She's yeah. like, this nurse character is very much against him engaging in this behavior. He's looking out. Like, he's not He's not looking in at what's in front of him. He's always just like, oh, like, that's the whole struggle he has is he's just like seeing what the other options are. What's yeah. more interesting what's like beyond this like simple relationship yeah because here. he is um, looking at every single person's life and kind of being like oh wow like kind of like oh that's nice are their lives yeah. more interesting than mine the are mine. their relationships more interesting than mine yeah because i mean he's following these he's taking notes on all these people's journeys he's following these people and i think you're right michael like he is always looking through the camera lens at yeah. other people, taking pictures of other things, and no one's ever flipping the camera on himself to say, like, okay, what is it, like, that you need to work on as a person? It's like that whole thing of, like, can't see the forest through the trees. He's not noticing the things that are actually good in his life because he is only has this narrow scope through his, his camera lens. And that, and that, to add to that, he thinks he's the dangerous person because he's going out and, you know, uh, photographing these dangerous moments. He thinks he's them who's driving that car that hit him mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. that are exploding this shit or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm this tough man because yeah. I'm able to capture these. And it's like, but you are not but that you're person. you're not that person. Yeah. He's just living vicariously like through, like he is right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's not much different, I guess, in how he's acting, even though his leg is broken. He's still living through these people's lives as he's watching them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what the nurse is calling him on in this scene. She's she like, says it how it is. Yeah, yeah she's, she's great. great. She's yeah. really cool. Like, yeah. She's just like, you're an idiot. Like, she's perfect. She's, uh, she loves you. She's like madly in love. Like, why wouldn't... And he's, and he's like, she's too perfect. She's too beautiful. She's too rich. She's she's too of everything but what I want. He's like asking for like a person that doesn't exist. He wants to marry somebody who is like him. He wants to take somebody along who is going to be in these like muddy situations with mm -hmm. him. And he just doesn't think she will. No. Because we do soon meet her. Because the nurse leaves. And then he like goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then oh, the first shot is like, yeah, them just her like, like wake, face to face. Yeah, him waking up and her her face is coming like towards the camera mm -hmm. into. Yeah, it's like a POV right on her. Mm -hmm. And then and then they're like just like talking. It's like super, super, super intimate. Yeah. And she's infatuated with him. Mm -hmm. I think they established that pretty yeah. well. She's yes, she's definitely materialistic because she's talking about her day you know, the fashion, whatever. I'm not even sure what her job is. Oh, no, she's a fashion model, right. So she's talking about her jobs, who wore what dress, um, who was best dressed. 
Um, so she's definitely materialistic, but she's also doing things to make him feel comfortable. Like she's, um, she gets him champagne and she, she buys him a nice dinner. They, she is bringing the restaurant to him Yes, because she wants to have a date and she's providing all of this with her own money because she's a working woman. Mm -hmm. So she really doesn't need him. She just loves him. Yeah. And she's like, and the only way that she knows how to express her love is through materials. Cause yeah. that's how we've kind of established. But also is. look at his house. She doesn't care that he lives there. True. She's like, I'm, if it takes me or if it takes you to look at me and take me, what am I saying? I need to move here for you to pay attention to me. And she was willing to do that. Yeah. Because she doesn't, like, in that sense, she's like, I am willing, yes, this is my life and this is my career and I like it. I like dressing nice. You don't need to. But it's like, I, well, at first, it's like, you kind of think, oh, what I thought was like, oh, she's doing this, like, really nice thing for him and he's being kind of bitter. And then after they start eating, I feel like you kind of see her incentive, though, where she was like, isn't it nice being here? You don't want to travel. It's like, don't you want to just like, oh, right. like, like she just wants him to like settle down and live there and just be a photographer in New York. And, yes. and so it's like kind of like, oh, and then he gets like and then she ends up leaving. Right. Like they just yeah. like, argue. And yeah, because they couldn't settle on um, the the the. Yeah, they couldn't settle on anything. He wants to go because he's a traveling photographer and she wants him to essentially stay in New York and be a fashion photographer, which he's like, I have yeah. no interest and in she, that. Uh, yeah, she wants her, like, the fashion to be significant. She tries to, like, give significance to, like, talks about the dresses who wore and stuff like that. And he doesn't care at all. And mm -hmm. he just wants, like, what, what he's talking about to be significant. Yes. And, and really, like he takes no like interest in her or like what she's talking about until she takes interest in what he's talking like what he's doing which is kind of weird like i i think that's like my one hang up was like why does she love this guy like you have no like we didn't get any context of like how, how they, they met yeah or like why does she love this guy who is like actually like kind of a jerk like first half of the movie he's like kind of a big jerk he mocks her and, a lot and yeah like stop talking all this nonsense and all like, he, what, he what you do is stupid shut up at one point. tells her to shut up yeah. like like what your job is stupid it's like uh what i do is is, is so much more real you it's know? significant like, exactly. like me traveling around and going to all these countries and being around danger yeah. is so much more significant. I'm capturing the truth. Also, thing, you know? didn't he say like, well, I don't think you can come with me essentially because you are not ready to get down and dirty. You wouldn't eat the food that, uh, you know, sometimes is provided in these like cultures it's and stuff. It's not lobster dinners. Yeah. You know? It's like half of a fish's head and brains <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. Like get off your high horse, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, you're right. Like, he's so... He sucks during this whole first part. He's full of himself. But he's like, definitely full of himself. That's what's weird about, like, her arc in a way, where it's like, is she... She's, like, trying... It's like her... Her, like, purpose almost is just to, like, win him over the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, not until 
like she does something dangerous and he gets to see it then he's like oh i'm in love with this person it's yeah. like you know like the same way he sees the, like he goes to dangerous situations it's like not until he gets to witness it then he falls in love with her oh yikes um, because that's not him it's somebody else doing it. It's yeah. somebody else doing it. He's never in danger. Like, she actually goes and, and puts herself in a room with, like, a killer. And yeah. Then, and almost gets arrested. Yeah, like, does get and arrested. Does get arrested, yeah. yeah. Oh, and so that like, moment... She, she, she risks, like, everything, you know? Oh, like, right, she did. She got bailed out. Yes, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Because, also, she... Like we said, he's never leaves this room. So he never... She's doing the running around, like delivering that letter and like the digging, the yeah. digging and all this stuff. Like she's his legs during this whole thing. She's oh, doing all the hard work she here. She breaks into the apartment. You know, like yeah, she, she could have fallen. Like she's like crawling on heels, the side of the yeah. building and stuff. Like well, and then on top of the fact that they're like climbing into a suspected killer's apartment, and yeah. you could be trapped there with a killer. Yeah, she's trying really, really hard. And even at the end, like, how much of him has changed in this movie? None. He None. just broke another leg. He broke yeah. another leg. It's like, yeah, it's like... He's going to be an asshole for six, another year in this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he didn't... It was like, yeah, it's like he wasn't... He didn't come full scope as to, like, why he appreciates what he, what he has in front of him. Yeah. It was kind of just like... He gets turned on by this, like, by, by her putting herself in danger. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, okay I, I guess. Yeah. Like, she yeah. even changed That's... to the fact that she's wearing pants at right. the mm -hmm. end. She becomes more, like, adventurous and boots yeah. on the ground kind of person. I mean, she was, like, reading an adventure book, and then she puts it down and then goes back to her magazine. Yes, yes. So she yeah, it's... lost all of herself. It's it's interesting, and I don't. I think you're right. There's not a strong character arc for Jimmy Stewart, and also for her. Really, I mean, there's there's more of an arc for her, but it's more of like you got to change yourself kind of thing. Yeah, it's, well, it's it's like that's what saved their relationship is like this murder in a way, which is yeah. kind of like. I guess that's cool. I guess that's the plot. I guess, I guess you know, yeah. <laughs> you caught the bad guy. You caught the bad guy. It's hot. And so, I mean, we're at the point of this movie. We've met the nurse. We've met um, Lisa. He's kind of like, I mean, he's said it multiple times. He's bored. He's, um, he wants to, he calls, I think, his editor. Like, can you just send me on something? Like, I can get up and down. Please, I need to get out of here. Yeah. So his way of escaping is to just become a voyeur to this apartment complex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of different scenes of him watching people live their lives one that stands out to me is definitely the woman the lonely woman who is having dinner with herself That's like great. she yeah. like sets dinner and then she goes to the door and answers it and like she's having dinner with an invisible person it's in yeah the depth of like loneliness is yeah it's, she like pours the no person wine and, and like, then, like clink clinks to no one and then just yeah I, I, that's that's what i think some of the the best parts of the movie almost is those like side characters and everything where if you think of the movie like disturbia where it's just like it's just that one person yes. that he's like spying on it's like clearly this murderer and that's it you know it's like in this it's not that he's just looking at the murderer you get these other arcs of all these other people and they're described so well and just mm -hmm. these brief moments you just see like only like 20 seconds of their life 
and you know everything about them and where they're at and like and and then you get to see their arc of like the guy struggling to like write a song and mm -hmm. then finally he does it and it like changes lives it gets this it inspires this woman not to kill herself yeah and then it's like all, all his friends love it and it gets like pressed to like an album um yeah so I mean, incredible it's he, you he shows you enough to really feel invested in all these characters mm -hmm. but in the end we don't really know anything about these people no mm -hmm. I, I don't even know i mean i'm sure they said some of their names but i don't know any of their names no. I couldn't figure out anyone's name. I wrote Cuckoo no. Lady. Um, I also wrote Newlyweds. Mm -hmm. He starts to take like a special interest in his story because we do see that man, um, you know, gardening, and then he brings up uh, breakfast to his wife with one of his flowers, like on the platter, you know, like being kind of sweet. And we later learn that she's an invalid and like has to be taken care of like constantly. She, like, also grabs the flower and just throws it at Yeah. Him. She, like, just kind of was, like, kind of laughs at it and just, like... Yeah. Well, like, was there... What I was wondering is if they never went back to this, is there's hinting that there's a second woman. Yes. Because in the, when he brings her the flower and the, and the breakfast, then he goes and he gets on the phone, mm -hmm. and then she's, like, listening to the phone call, and then Grace Kelly had that suspicion too that there's another girl, but we never find that out. No. We never do. We do see a woman leave the apartment, but we never know for sure who that is. Yeah. It was uh, establishing kind of their tumultuous relationship because, yeah, then they start screaming at each other and the husband's, like, all pissed off. Um, there's, a, there's a scream and then glass um, when, after Lisa left. The first time after they had that argument about mm -hmm. you should stay here it's like well you can't stay here and i can't go with you so what are we gonna do and, and then she, she says, leaves she says goodbye don't you mean see you later and, and she's I like said what yeah I meant. goodbye a goodbye forever or until tomorrow night tomorrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because it was like this moment of like she realizes that he doesn't want to change anything about himself mm -hmm. and she, she's still she's, hopelessly in love. Yeah, you know? she's like, I she's like, you, I, this isn't gonna be good. Like, <laughs> I need to leave. Goodbye, or until tomorrow night. Yeah, because <laughs> I really, really like you. I don't know why. I there's don't know why. There's also yeah. definitely something to their relationship being, because I don't think James Stewart is naturally gray at this point. I think they grayed his hair to make him look older, and she clearly looks young. There's definitely this. There's a. There's something to that. The fact that mm -hmm. he is older maybe has felt like he's lived a fuller life, but mm -hmm. she's younger and she's more naive to the world. Because mm -hmm. they keep bringing up to him, "When are you gonna get married?" Yes. When Everyone are you else gonna get married is like, "Yo, dude, you can't handle it. You need <laughs> to see that she's hot, and you need to marry this chick." That's dude. it. Like she's hot. Settle down. <laughs> And then everybody else around him is settling down, or he has been settled down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it looks like they're, like, 10 to 15 years different. It seems like that. Because she looks like she's also, like, desperate to get married because she might be, like, 25 or 26. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm getting old. Oh, yeah. I need yeah. to marry. So, yeah, there's definitely something there as far as that. And she is hopelessly in love with him and just... Also, no matter, goodbye, what, it, no matter what he says, no matter what he no says, matter no matter how big of a dick he is, <laughs> yeah. goodbye until tomorrow. Um, 
Yeah, they're both hard. You're like, what? Uh-huh. You invited yourself overnight. You said that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's that, I was just like, that in, on itself, I would have packed my little briefcase and been like, you know what? It's All like, right. Yeah. I'm your girlfriend. Yes. Perhaps I should have told you, hey, can I stay over? But is it that much of a big deal? You yeah. are on your chair. Yeah. You, you crippled, like, grumpy old man. <laughs> what the heck? Grace Kelly yeah. is saying she wants to stay over. She brought a briefcase of lingerie. Not missing. That's later. No, I know. Okay. But still. Like, what? I know. No, no when he said it. It's just very much like, come on, dude. Like, open your eyes. What the fuck? Yes. And so she leaves in that moment. And yes, that's when we have the crash and then scream. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like, he hears it, but then... Disregards it. Disregards it. Fade to black. And then this is when uh, he wakes up in the middle of the night and he starts to see some sus activity from our man sus. across the way. <laughs> and he's like, he leaves for a little bit with a big suitcase, comes back. He's wearing like also this like black uh, nylon. Is it nylon? The, I don't uh, know, it's black. The, uh, the man. Yeah. The, the just suspicious. suspicious garb. And like a bright yellow hat though. It was like all black and then a bright yellow hat. Disgusting. Like, no style there. Yeah, no. <laughs> whatsoever. And he, yes, he leaves his apartment, comes back a couple times. And this is when James Stewart is like really starting to get like suspe- suspicious that like, what's going on there? Um, and he claims that it's because he's concerned about the woman, like and her safety. Every time he says that, I'm like, you don't really. No, you don't. You are, you're just chasing this like adrenaline thrill or something like you're just chasing this this dangerous feeling or whatever and this is the only time that we have the blinds drawn everybody and because it's hot we've established Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. so everybody's window is open and until they have intimate moments that's when they like draw the curtains and in this instance his curtains are drawn and he's coming out of in and out of the apartment like three times yeah First at 11.05 or something like that. And then he doesn't come home until like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. or something like that. And then leaves again, I and think. And leaves again. Yeah. He's coming back and forth. Yeah, he's... Still don't know what he's really doing if he, he was... does murder her. Don't... Yeah, it's like... Uh, Chopping so her... what was the chest? So is the chest right. parts of the body? It's like he buried part of the body. Some was in the river. And then where, what was the freight? And then what was in the suitcase right. that he washed? I think um, where my mind is going like, is, yeah, I think they're all different. In the chest where he, there was ropes and stuff, I'm presuming it's a head. Because if there's a body in chopped up limbs, there's only so much you can identify, especially back then, you need to have a head. To identify. Yeah, it was dental records. That's yeah, they, mm-hmm. dental records. They didn't have, you know, DNA like fingerprints, fingerprints or anything. back in the day. So I'm, I'm presuming he chopped her up. And in the suitcase, the only thing that's like big enough are limbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. He was transporting yeah. body parts through. I, yeah, they yeah. discussed this in the movie. They're like, he chopped her up in the bathroom, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they, they say it all wrong. in about twenty seconds at the end, which I missed. I guess part that part, but I uh, did too. But uh, yeah, and the next day he's talking about like because the nurse comes over again. 
massaging him up with the, <laughs> the aloe or whatever. It's like daily massage that he gets. And he's like talking, this is when he starts just obsessing about his theory. He's like, why would a man come in, come in and out multiple times at three in the morning? And the nurse is like, she's like, you shouldn't be watching. Like you're, you're, you're weird. Like stop being a voyeur. But throughout this movie, he starts to bring both the nurse and Grace Kelly into his weird voyeurism. Because at the beginning, they're both very much like, this is weird. This is weird. How much you're obsessing over this. Look at how you are viewing other people. He can't stop talking to the nurse about it. He calls uh, his detective friend about it. There's a scene where him and Grace Kelly are making out. And in between the kisses, he's talking about it. Yeah. Like he's really just, yeah. And everyone else thinks it's, it's, it's the obvious thing in his life, which is like, you're avoiding getting married, like trying to get married. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, you, or you don't have, it's like, you're out of work and you should get married. And it's like, it's clearly these other problems. Why it's like, you're you're avoiding, you're avoiding. And also it's very interesting to have this young, beautiful ballet dancer who's dancing usually in her under, like undergarments. Mm -hmm. But yet he, we do get, shots of her dancing and stuff but then he's more concerned what's coming what's happening next door in this like murder like yeah, there's a mystery i love right the shot where she it's like you just you can see that she's in the bathroom but then and then you have the murderer coming into his uh apartment yeah the same he just time. blows past her in the bathroom and, just... and it's like yeah you have a you have the choice of like all right which which one's yeah. more interesting here yeah and um, as far as we can tell he is interested in her beauty and her story but, like, that is not what's keeping him up at night. Um, except for that one night that she doesn't come home. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, is everybody okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because now, like, he's following this. And then he's like, oh, shit, she's not coming home. Um, and that's, but that's the only time that I feel like he was truly invested. Yeah. In furthering her story. But then he's just, like, totally drawn over here. Well, it's an exact reflection of what's going on in his life he has a beautiful blonde that is that wants him and it, want, it desires him so bad but all he th- is thinking about is his own work and his own adventure and vanity mm-hmm. which is exactly what's happening he's avoid he's not watching this beautiful blonde dancer and just immediately going to the danger and the dark side she has to join his adventure yeah you no know, it's like yeah like she has to join his arc instead of like he's not going to join hers mm-hmm. which is like okay i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like he doesn't like, give it up because he doesn't give it up but yeah it's it like up. he's not like oh okay yeah, no he's like, like happily so, sleeping with two broken with two legs, broken legs. Yeah. <laughs> um i feel like if this movie were to be uh happening right now and getting casted i feel like the dancer would be played by robbie margot robbie yes mm. margot robbie yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel that. like, yeah. Who's, who's Grace Kelly? I don't know. I feel like Margot Robbie could be a good Grace Kelly too, though. She would, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think the reason why I'm casting her as a ballet dancer is because of the her spirit and character in mm. Once Upon a, Once Upon mm. a. It's in kind Hollywood. of a, that yeah. kind of similar thing where you we don't even ever like follow yeah. her story. We're kind of just like okay, watching her yeah. story happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm like casting her there yeah that's interesting um on a day armist maybe for grace kelly's character oh that's interesting 
It's gotta be like it's gotta be like a we can die her. I I like Margot Robbie is because like she's clearly like beautiful, but she also has like the (laughs) like spirit like you were saying that Grace Kelly has in the end. Our producer's getting upset. (laughs) Well, the producer here knows how my feelings on Margot Robbie, but anyway. um, Well, James Stewart would be definitely George Clooney. Oh, yeah. I kept calling him George Clooney because I just, that's the only person that I can really see. And Bradley Cooper as the, as the detective friend. The detective friend. <laughs> just like an asshole. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. In this, we, we should get to him because, like, in this, like, so James Stewart is just getting more and more wrapped into the story. Mm-hmm. And he does eventually convince Grace Kelly that there is something going on. Because something happens that night oh he's packing he rolled up the mattress yes mm. and then he has that brief or that chest yes and he's packing oh, up is all the of her bed in the chest there's no be. way it could be. is that because it's it like it wrapped up the mattress can't fit in that chest yeah maybe not no it was a big but there chest, was though. a little bit of blood i don't know if you guys saw it but oh, there was like the walls he scrubbed like the yeah. bathroom and everything it kind of also looks like he did Send the wife to the screen, and then he's just cleaning up because they might leave. They he he might be renting the space. I mean, what what is good about how they reveal the information to us is pretty much how it's revealed to James Stewart. Where yeah, we never saw a murder happen. We never saw, for the most part, never saw blood. Or if we blood. did, if we did, it was could be explained away. We just saw him packing away knives, but. Nothing that we've seen really hardcore implicates him. But James Stewart is just like, he's on a war path of like, this is what's happening. This is, this guy's trying, killed his wife. Um, And so he calls his, I I think they say later that they were friends in the war. Um, He's a detective. They were in the war. They were in the war. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's a detective and he pretty much calls in a favor of like, hey, can you come over here and like check this out? Things are weird. And the detective this whole time is just like, he even says, um, it's too obvious. It. Yeah, it's, it's too obvious. Like, you, a murderer would do this all in front of their window. Windows wide open. Mm. Really? Yeah. No Dude, way. It's super too... suspicious stuff the whole time. Yeah. Kills a dog. <laughs> 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 That's too obvious. Yeah. Um, but his detective friend re- reluctantly does say, I'll look into some things. I'll see what I can do. But he's very dismissive about pretty much everything that James Stewart is talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't care, really. What do you think about Norm MacDonald as the nurse? Oh, um, my. <laughs> yeah, listen, man. <laughs> also, well, you're no, going no, crazy, no. man. No, not Norm MacDonald. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, okay. God. Uh, uh, McDermott. What's oh, Francis it? McDermott? Francis McDermott. Oh, I, I could definitely Norm MacDonald. <laughs> Norm MacDonald. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting cast, Norm MacDonald. <laughs> you're crazy james also to bring it back to the nurse giving him massages every single day this man presumably has not showered so she keeps lathering him in lotions Mm -hmm. and oils he's greasy he's greasy this entire he must have a bag full of acne by now because he's not washing anything off Anyways, by the way. Again, why is she with him? Why is she with him? He's legs. He's greasy. He's oily. bitter. He's yeah. great hair. He hasn't <laughs> gone to the bathroom. He As goes to the bathroom in his pants. Yeah. He smells terrible. His cast is all the way up. I know. I don't know how he goes to the bathroom. He doesn't. 
it. Not, yeah, I don't know. Grace just, Kelly, know, know yourself. Yeah. What if, what if, <laughs> what if the cast is around everything is just it like looked, a hole for the like penis yeah. and then a yeah. hole yeah. for the bubble. Uh, <laughs> small like... holes. Yeah. Just big enough. <laughs> Not quite big enough. Shoot. Not big enough. <laughs> oh man. Why are you with him? Yeah. Why are you Why? with him, Grace Kelly? I don't Need get him. it. Um, and so now we get, <laughs> now we're back. Uh, we're back. Where are we? <laughs> where are we? Um, James is getting more sus, and we, we're seeing more suspicious things from the man. Another super sad scene happens where it's the lonely woman who actually goes on a date. And we're like, oh, okay. It's not just, like, a fake person. She actually goes on a date. Yeah. Um, she, like... It gets even sadder. It gets even sadder. It gets even more sad. No. Like, and it oh, does. This is... Yeah, because oh. she brings her date back, and... He immediately tries to fucking rape her in in her apartment. Well, because also I think what he thought is like, hey, we're going to bang. You're like giving me alcohol. You invited me over to your house. And then he's like, let's get down to it. And she's like, no, 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 no. And I'm presuming that she might have lost her partner at some point. Because she looks a little That's bit older too. That's what I was looking too. for. Mm-hmm. It's like a photograph or something. Yeah. No I think her mannerisms were just like. You know, because back in the day, if you're, like, an older lady and also, like, living by yourself, that's rare. Yes. Yeah. That's rare. So then... And she wanted, like, a nice conversation, too. It was, like, she yeah. just wanted, like, a dinner to talk to somebody. No, but this man <laughs> is like, younger, and he was like, no, fuck. Let's do this. And then, yeah. He slaps him and gets him out of there. And then yeah. she's just, I mean... Yeah. And he's, like, confused. Why? What? What the hell? <laughs> I thought you what, wanted what to do wrong? <laughs> oh, fucking crazy lady. Um, it's mm. so sad, just yeah. sad, sad, sad. But. And then, um, meanwhile, that's horrible stories going on. But James is more focused on the man packing up things in his room. He's like packing up his entire room, laying out all his stuff on his bed. Grace Kelly shows up, and uh, this is when uh, sh- she notices that her purse is left behind and because of her female intuition as she says she knows that no woman not a single woman would ever go anywhere without her purse might not be and a her woman makeup <laughs> and, and her jewelry and her the most her important ring. thing is the wedding band yep. yes they, why would she they put a lot of significance on that yeah yeah and then yeah yeah once at one point That's the deep. nurse is like you're going to have to chop my finger off in yeah, order to get this right. damn thing off. She's so old school. So yeah. old school. She's like... Her that's fingers like, are probably swollen. That yeah. she, She's literally like, <laughs> I haven't been able to take this off for 20 years. It's in my skin. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fused with me. Um, and that's... I mean, it essentially... The wedding ring kind of becomes the smoking gun to them at this point. Like, that is the main piece of evidence that she's why would she go anywhere without mm. her ring yeah where is she yeah and why would he have just like a bag of her stuff too with like right you know, why, why is he, he packing, why would he have her purse yeah mm-hmm. why is he packing mm-hmm. away her things and the only things that are in there are just like three pieces of jewelry like necklaces and then her wedding bands no wallet no, no, no wallet, wallet. <laughs> no lipstick nope. nothing that's it she's sure. dead she's dead yeah she's dead Ah, Grace Kelly at this point is in. 
I feel like. I feel like yeah. James Stewart has like pulled her fully into this obsession about well these people. They also see the cleaning people coming over. Yes. There's these two guys in like paperboy hats and just like coming over. Oh, it was a big guys. chest. Yes. You're right. It was where the mattress at. I just full on went like chop limbs. Could have been some in there too. I mean, if he's chopping it up, he's trying to put them in different spots, you know. That's true. Um, yeah, because, the, yeah, they have seen some pretty suspicious things. They both have seen some pretty suspicious yeah. things that this guy is doing over there. It's pretty obvious. Um, and she even goes <laughs> as far as, like, suggests, like, oh, maybe that woman that was seen leaving with him that night wasn't his wife. No one said that it was his wife. It was just a woman leaving. Maybe that was the other woman. So she's, like... She's in, she's like throwing in theories, like she's fully convinced that he's a murderer too. This is another kind of interesting scene where the piano man starts playing, which I love that the piano guy is providing the music of this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every time the music is playing. Was there any music in the movie? I think it was just the piano guy. It was, that it was it? the piano like, guy and the remember. whistling. Yeah. yeah and then, at the beginning credits, yes. But once the movie started, I think it was just, it was the, just piano. the piano. City sounds. Yeah. The city sounds. City yeah, sounds, party sounds. The piano, the whistling. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was it was just atmospheric music of him Which playing is in the background. So city like. Yeah. He mm -hmm. was he is so great at filling the space and making us believe we're actually there. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. Anyways. Every time he starts playing. Yeah, because I, I wrote that down somewhere. And um she starts talking about how she wishes she was creative. She's like admiring this pianist for making a song and she wishes that he was, she was creative like him. And then James Stewart pokes fun at her and is like, you are creative. You're creative at coming up with situations that get messy or something. Uh, it's, uh, creating difficult, problems. Creating difficult, difficult situations. Situ yeah. Like, like you staying you here doing? tonight. What are you doing right now, James? Yeah. <laughs> You're like putting paranoia in everyone's head and making a very difficult situation for everybody. Yeah. His, his... A uh, situation that he was describing about her is her staying over. That was yes. the only one that he was like, yeah. yeah but yeah, he is inserting paranoia to everybody. Yes. Yeah, because she just wants to stay over and show off her lingerie with him. But he's very old school and oh, you're making problems. What will the neighbors say? Oh, yeah, because they're, they not yeah, they're not married. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. There's only one bed. And she's like, oh, give a let me slip into something more comfortable. And then she goes off, and that's when the detective shows up. Really interesting moment when oh. he shows up. They don't talk for, a, like, a minute. Well, because yeah. he sees a briefcase of lingerie, so he knows there's somebody over, and then mm -hmm. she starts humming. She's, like, serving brandy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Brandy. And that was such a distracting scene. For yeah, me. literally, yeah. they were just sitting like there this. like... I was like, somebody drink it already. <laughs> no, no uh, one no, would drink it. No, it needs to be it. warm. It needs to uh, oxidize. It really needs to warm up. And then he just spills <laughs> it all over himself. Yeah. So, well, an it's, idiot. this scene is pretty much him coming over to be like, you guys are idiots. You guys, the, I've checked out all the leads. She got on the train. People saw her leaving. What do you think it is? But you know who's the idiot? The person who fucking tries to chug it yep. on a, yeah. on a, like a... Big coupe glass. He doesn't coupe know glass. what he's doing. He's a fuck up. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's symbolism for that. I guess. Yes. Yeah. It's just like yeah, this guy sucks. He's used to just like chugging it like this. Yeah. It's like he acts like he knows what he's doing, but yeah. he doesn't. He yeah. does, and that is what's kind of happening throughout this whole movie. He spills on himself, makes a fool of himself, yeah. and in the end, 
And he does like, make a fool of himself. Yeah, and, and he like comments on his like investigating too. He's just like, you didn't ask about this or this or like, he yeah, seems you have, like he's not a good detective at all. Like, you <laughs> haven't checked the bank statements, which is very important to do. You got no witnesses. No witnesses, except for him, for for our main guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. He didn't really do anything. He didn't, he didn't really, really do anything. <laughs> True, but yeah, yeah like. He didn't even take pictures. He was looking through the fucking lens of a fucking camera and he never took never any took pictures. Never took photos, yeah. Never took pictures, which was What a odd. great photographer. Yeah. What, run out of you film? You would have had so much evidence. So much. So much. Anyway. Doesn't know how to build a case, I guess. I guess he's not a good detective either. <laughs> yeah. And the detective, yeah, leaves there with this them being like, he pretty much says, if you want my services again look up in the yellow pages for someone else. He's yeah. pretty much like, don't call me, fuck you, bye. Yeah, yeah, it just leaves. Doesn't even drink all the brandy. He also know. insulted Lisa so bad. Oh, yeah. He kept, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, your feminine, like, intuition. Yeah. I think, too, it's because... only, it only works in magazines. Yes. Not yeah. here. The feminine psychology. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. But he's, I mean, mo- he's mocking them. Ugh. Yeah. Still, ugh. But yeah. also, goddamn. Not a cool dude. Shut and up. the detective leaves, and he kind of just, like, leaves them doubting themselves that this is like i feel like the first moment where james stewart oh, yeah. is like they is call it, it they call it yes they call it rear window ethics like is this like okay what we're doing even if he is innocent even if that man is innocent is it okay what we're doing just because we're concerned about this lady also mm-hmm. even if he's a murderer if is it still ethical to right. be do, yeah. Because they are inserting themselves in this guy's life. Yeah. Without his Because what, what the detective mentioned is you are just seeing snapshots of these people's lives. And you fell asleep and she could have walked out, you know? And then now you're getting all these like little stories here and there making of what he's judgments. doing, making judgments, and you don't know the full picture. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. there. You're literally out here. Yeah, yeah. And they really start to question that. They really start to be like, shit, like, is what we're doing, is this okay? And it's interesting how that scene ends because she closes the blinds. This is one of the few times that we see those blinds closing in his apartment. Uh, he, she, he, she's like, the show's over for tonight. Mm-hmm. Closing the blinds. I'll show and you then, something And else. it's a preview of what to, what's to come. Mm-hmm. And then the dog dies right after. Right. And then they shut the blinds and then it's like, ah! Yep. And they mm-hmm. miss that whole part. Yeah, that they oh, cause yeah, they hear the scream and then it's like everybody in the apartment complex oh, comes yeah. out. Cause everybody's occupied. So the mm-hmm. young, the young couple has always had their blinds down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a party going on. There's a party, a huge party. Huge party at the penis the sculpture place. lady. But I don't know where she's at. Shown the ballet par- like lady. She's practicing. Is this when the she's practicing sleep. for a piece? Yeah, I feel like this is at night. Everyone's like kind of asleep, coming out, mm-hmm. in, like kind of waking up. Um, there is just that party scene. Yes, there's just a party scene, and they all hear it too. They come out on their balcony. Everyone's out on their balconies, looking down into the center of the complex, and it's the dead dog. And it's a lonely woman who like screams out, "It's dead! Mm. Its neck is broke!" And then the woman, the dog. Somebody strangled it because his neck is broke. And then she just roasts all her neighbors. Yeah, like none of you care. Fuck all of you. Yeah, like, the dog owner is like, 
Who could do this? I thought we were neighbors. This is not neighborly. You don't know what a neighbor is. We don't even talk to each other. <laughs> and, and then she like puts it in the in the basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little elevator up to. Oh no. Bye, dog. Yikes. But that then I think reignites the suspicion on James Stewart and Grace Kelly's part. They're like, wait a second. That dog was messing with the flowers. Yeah, that reignites it because the guy left and then they're just like, oh, it's hopeless. Like, yeah. We were stupid. And then when that happens, it like reignites the whole case. Yeah, they're like, much. oh, we were right. Because yeah. everybody else came out and was concerned. Yes. And he was, oh, I'm like pointing straight Didn't at you. Care. You. Uh, <laughs> He was in there, like you mentioned, smoking a cigar. I was like, was he there? And you're like, yeah, he was smoking the cigar. Mm -hmm. There was a light there. And I was like, oh. Why did I think that was a, like, clock or something? Mm -hmm. It's weird, yeah. The film is, like, so much of, like, a play effort. Like, there's not much suspense until the very end. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're more just, like, claustrophobic. And then it's, like, a film about this relationship. Like, the whole time. Like, they're both conceited against one another in a way and then not until like the last like 20 minutes is it's like oh now it's a suspense like thriller because the rest of the time it's just kind of like it could just be this guy avoiding his like fact that he doesn't want to get married right <laughs> it like, could be that the whole time that's the movie for like an hour yeah <laughs> i mean it's perfect for george clooney because he didn't get married until like he was in his 50s it's true it could have been like there is no murder and then like there could have been an arc about like their whole relationship you know it's like did that save it or like if there would have been so, some other, like, uh, I guess, conclusion to, like, why they should stay together. You yeah. know, it's like, it is, it's like, but there wasn't. It's just about, they just got to work together on, like, a murder case. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, how do we compliment each other almost? Yeah. But they don't really go far enough, I don't think. Because what I thought was going to happen is, we've been focusing on this one guy this whole time, and we have all these other windows with their own stories. I thought suddenly we were going to realize the murder happened like in the newlyweds mm -hmm. place or like the sculptor. Like I thought it was going to be someone completely different. And that guy was just some sort of innocent. It was all a misunderstanding. But yeah. He's packing things because he no longer wants to live there. Right. He's moving. He's moving. And out his of wife the city. did leave early and you know, all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, no, no, we pretty much just track on the same course that we go. And pretty much this last part, of the movie all is happening within uh, one night because they're now suspicious again. And they come up with this plan to, <laughs> to, scare, to scare him. To scare him. Yeah. And James Stewart writes this note. I know what you did to her. Yeah. And then Grace Kelly, his legs goes and delivers the note. And they just want very excited. Yeah. They just want to see his reaction. And he mm -hmm. kind of reacts like, Hmm. And she yeah. comes busting through the door like, what was his reaction? Yeah. What, did, what did he look like? Yeah, she's got like this crazy adrenaline rush. Yeah, yeah and but... that is when he realized like, oh shit, this relationship might work. Yeah, he, like, yeah. Her, like, there's like his, uh, he gets yeah. his own shot of like, okay. His eyes sparkle yeah. and he's like, yeah. Yeah, baby. You feel that? You feel the danger? You feel that? That, is, why, feel that is what I take pictures of. Yeah. <laughs> and then... They, they watch the guy continue to pack up and the, the James Stewart is like getting off of his shit. He's like, let's see if we can scare him anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello. Because they want to go down and dig up 
some of those flowers. They yeah. figure out, they suspect that he might have buried something in the flowers. And so James Stewart is like, we're, we're going to get him this time. And he calls him. He's like, did you get my note? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this? Uh, and he's like, I know the truth about you. And if you want something back or I don't know how he gets him out of his apartment. He's like, meet me at the hotel bar, whatever. Yeah. Gets him out of the apartment. That then gives the nurse and Grace Kelly an opportunity to go to the backyard and start digging up the flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like this is when the tension really starts to build because yeah, I do cool. like it he changes up. We have this like unknown time clock of him returning, um, and it's it just makes that like when is he going to come back? When is he going to come back? Um, they can't find anything though in the the flower bed. And immediately, Grace Kelly's like, well, yeah. we're going into the apartment then. I'm, I, she climbs up in those heels and scales the fucking and her wall. Dress. And takes her damn time, too. And yeah. she's up yeah. there, she's like, nothing in this she's bag. Like, mm. What's in this drawer? Yeah. She's nothing. like, wow, they should, de- <laughs> they should decorate in here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like over there sweating. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. I mean, I was on the couch. And I was just like, get out of there. Yeah. What are you doing? The killer does return when she's in her his apartment, and she's able to get the wedding ring. She like wears her wedding ring to mm-hmm. like slip it out of there as the police show up. Grace Kelly's wearing the wedding ring, and then the because guy sees like... that she's wearing the wedding ring, and then follows it back to James Stewart. Yeah, and that's the first time that he actually sees and looks yeah. over at James Stewart. There's an apartment over there. Oh, oh, I didn't even know there was a whole building Holy back there. Crap. I thought it was just a black void. Yeah. Also, he's he has the biggest lens ever. Like, how did he not see yeah. that reflection? That was like a like naked gun like joke. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> we need to get closer. Yeah, literal stand. Like on a camera this big, and then like the lens is massive. like that long. Massive. <laughs> Luckily, nothing happened to her though, because he turned like the neighbor turns off the lights and he starts like. Yeah, he starts to, like, throw her around, and just in time, the police show up. Because, by the way, they called the police because the woman, the lonely woman, was about to kill herself. That's a whole thing that they're building through this whole time, too, is she's got a shit ton of pills. She's, like, laying them out. Sleeping pills, too. She's writing a suicide note. They're like, what's going on down there? Huh. I guess she's fine. And it's not until she's about to take the pills that... The They're like, oh my god, she's gonna kill herself. Call the police, and so they call the police. Um, and that guy starts playing music, and the piano man and starts to play like, the music, and so he ties in like all the storylines the, there. Which yeah, and she like kind of yeah. she stops the act of killing herself because she hears the music, hears his beautiful song, but he, yeah. I guess probably just finished. Yeah, it's like she gets saved. And uh, and there's like an arc for the piano player. Yeah, like all in one. Yeah, like because the whole the whole time we're seeing shot. the piano player, he's obviously working on the song, but he's also surrounded by young beautiful women. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem satisfied. So, and then in the end, he ends up with this older woman, and he's super happy with her. So like, yeah, it's kind of like we're seeing both their unsatisfied lives come together to then become. Satisfied. It seems. It seems also he is surrounded by all these people that just want to be with him just because of who he is, mm-hmm. and they're not 
admiring the creation that he's done, and she is taking the time to see that first. Yeah, because he's, he, he's definitely like probably the richest person, right? It's the biggest apartment. It's like pretty large. Amazing. Look at those window. windows. Yeah, amazing windows. Uh, and a music room in his apartment. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, windows. Amazing. Rear um, window. So that's great. Luckily, <laughs> no suicide. But yeah. the police are showing up too, luckily, at that moment. But he doesn't guide her toward the police towards her build or to her door. No, he's like, uh, like presuming that Lisa will get strangled. Which good call because, because he was starting yes. to thrash her around, mm -hmm. and then the police intervene. She's taken away, but my man knows James Stewart's over there, and he leaves his apartment. Yeah, why wasn't he arrested at all either? It's like I guess it was just like she broke in this like yes, because yeah. burglary. Like, why would this woman be like in his apartment like that? Yeah, because <laughs> she doesn't give him up. She doesn't say like he's a murderer. I have the evidence on my finger right now. Yeah, which makes sense. That's and it's I like, mean. All right, let this guy go. He's and fine. It was like she was screaming and like he's about to murder. Like he's the worst murderer of all time. Worst he's, like, murdering. Of all time. Uh, he's got an open window and he's murdering a woman screaming, and then the next and then the next second he's like instead of strangling a crippled guy, he's like throwing him out of a window, <laughs> like holding his legs out. He just trying to make the most public murder yeah. that you could possibly imagine. This guy sucks at murder. Yeah, yeah, because then he comes over to James Stewart's apartment, and he's like, he just comes into his apartment, yeah. like, what do you want from me? And immediately Stomps just up there too. Yeah. Oh, here yeah. I come. <laughs> he asked I'm him, like, the bad guy. <laughs> and this, yeah, this last final showdown, James Stewart is like trying to flash him with the light to what blind the him. Bug? Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> and he only has like four, four flashes. What was his plan? Like flash him and then nothing, what? and, and that's then what? It. He'll give up. He'll turn around. No. Blind mm -hmm. him and yell. That's all it was. That's yeah. all I could do. <laughs> that's all I could do. Honestly, first of all, this guy made himself so much more crippled than he was. Yes, I get it. Your leg is broken, but at that moment, I would have stood up and no matter how fucking painful it would have been, locked my door. Yeah. So then this man doesn't come in and then I'm I call nine one one. Your life's on the line. Like yeah. you can go do through a little bit of pain. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Again. Because he's like, screw it. Just let him Fuck come it. through. Yeah. I got this flash. <laughs> I got four <laughs> bulbs. That's pretty that's all I need. Yeah, because his um, plan I guess is just flash on until the police come back. Why were they going to come back? Well, now? because I think at one point he called the detective and was like, I need you to come over here. Oh, yeah. Something. When he was whispering. He was, yeah. he was like, she's got the wedding ring to like prove it. Yes. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So he calls the detective before the guy comes into his apartment. So he knows he's on his way and he's just trying to buy time, I guess, by flashing this guy in the face. And right before he's like, you starts know. to strangle him, <laughs> the police do show up. And he's like, hey, hey, it over here. But then, yeah, the worst killer in the world throws this cripple man out the window. <laughs> Luckily, they save him in the last minute. And then, again, adding to his resume, the worst killers. He was just on the second floor. Yeah, he would have been fine. He would have been fine. And then, again, adding to how bad of a killer this guy is, apparently, immediately when the police come into the apartment, he just confesses everything. Yeah. He's like, I'll take you to where I dumped the body. Yeah. I put the head in the garden, but then moved it a couple days later. In, like, ten seconds, he says so everything. Fast. 
And the cop is like, yeah, he just confessed to all this stuff. Blah, 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 like out Great the window. Great job. <laughs> Wait, did he say that he had put the head in? He says that he. Something. Something about burying something in the. But then the garden, dog got then, too suspicious yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he moved it later. That's like if the dog it. can talk. Hey, by the way, like, you know, this great nose. Um, uh, there's you know, a head in there. Head there. <laughs> it's not terrible. Killer confess, killer. And this is the first time that we've left um, James Stewart apartment, this whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then he falls into the courtyard and into the arms of Grace Kelly. Oh, oh I guess we've solved it. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get married? <laughs> I guess we should do this now. And nothing left. <laughs> and then, really, the uh, the last thing that happens is almost how the movie started. We're going around. It's day at the apartment complex. We're going around. We're seeing the piano player and the lonely woman coming together. Um, we're seeing the uh, the dancer. Her boyfriend is returning, I guess, from, from war. war. And he's like... A foot shorter than she is. The dopiest looking person, yeah. but she's so excited that he's there. And then we see the newlyweds, and the the husband's like still frustrated that he's now a married man. Yeah, he just wants to be left alone already. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking cruel. Yeah, not not starting off well. We're not that bad. And then Jesus yeah, Christ, we just we just moved in like five days ago. <laughs> and then and you're you're already tired of me. Yeah, Harry. And then yeah. we end with James Stewart, not one broken leg, but two broken legs now. Double recovery time. And then we continue panning, and Grace Kelly is there wearing pants, wearing and pants, a blouse, in her adventure magazine. But you know, quickly changes over to her fashion magazine because. It's still Grace Kelly. Absolutely. Come on, it's still Grace Kelly. Yeah. Ah, that's it. Yeah. And that's Rear Window. Amazing. Wow. It's it's interesting. I like that we watched Psycho. You didn't see it as recently as we did. We watched it two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was six years after this. Obviously, very. Um, I could. It's uh, It's they're both very Alfred Hitchcocky movies. You can see the similarities yeah. through the meticulousness of the films. And how everything is thought out, but also both very different kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that stuff is so fictional too. It's so it, it, like it's so it's so hyper, fake, hyper. but like yeah. so like kind of believable. It's, Based it's on so, real it's like events. Uh, like think but... of uh, did you see the birds? Yes. Yeah, it's like that whole premise is just so wild. It's like she met this guy in a bird shop, and now she's like follows him back to like his hometown and right. stuff. They keep attacking her. It's just like it's like play it's like whimsical, but like what? Like the who birds? Would, such a strange premise and like this too. It's yeah. It's, I it's, can't the birds. Birds the, oh the birds. my god, it was hilarious. <laughs> Alright, well Anyways, let's well, get to uh, some Smash Pumpkins. Smash Pumpkins uh, out of five Smash Pumpkins, what are you thinking, Michael, as far as Rear window, 1954. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a good film. I don't have many complaints. I think I can like overanalyze it for sure. You can do that here. Um, <laughs> I can, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, at first, I want to give it like three and a half, mm-hmm. but I don't have too many complaints. So it's like, I could give it four just because it's like that. 
I know that era of like filmmaking, and it's like that's that had to be really good for that like time to go. Like when it came out, the context of it, pretty solid film all around, and it like holds up to this day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I might give it. I'll give it three point eight. Three point eight. Right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it just an a star above, just because. Um, three point nine. Nope, a star. Oh. A whole star. Oh, so 4.8. 8. Whoa, yeah. 4.8. Um, I think it was just really fun, and I do really appreciate this kind of, like, theatrical sense of the the movie. Um, but also, I think, just based on the script a little bit, I wish it could have had... Like maybe the bad guy been somebody else, just kind of a little, a little bit of a twist, um, but all above, like everything else, just the whole the set sets mm -hmm. and the lives of other people. That in itself was just very beautiful, mm -hmm. and it and it did a really great job to incorporate other stories without it being so convoluted. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, that's why I'm rating it so high. Nice. Yeah theatrical performance of it yeah it's, it's great great and it, and it is unique or it's like it is just in one sort of big mm -hmm. set the whole time and so it's very unique in that sense yes yeah. so. and it's, i think it did a so sorry no good okay i'll go um i think it does a better job at doing that kind of uh like theatrical world better than a lot of the like movies that now we're adapting from musicals um and then having like a, like a, because I can't think of another besides Shakespeare stuff, but uh, I, I don't like seeing theater plays and uh, made as movies. Mm. I think it's sometimes very cheesy. The golden um, era of like films. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The very, the very stage and, mm -hmm. and fake sets and harsh lighting, like unrealistic lighting. Absolutely. You know, everyone's got perfect like hair light all the time. Everyone's perfect makeup. Oh, the hair yeah. doesn't move. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. What I was going to say is you don't really see movies being made like this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it like, is that, yeah, like that golden era. It's the frame within frames of every single shot. Mm -hmm. is like so impressive. It's just so much symmetry yeah. in that movie. And I like that negative space. We're not getting a whole big picture mm -hmm. um, because it's realistic to not be able to see the whole picture if we're peering through people's fucking windows. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that is, I think that's, that is the point of this movie is like I said at the beginning, it's having obscured and skewed perspective on people, the people around you and also on yourself. That's this, the point of this movie, I think. Um, and I think I agree with everything that both of you are saying in, I think that, you don't, even at this time, though it has that kind of, you know, 50, 60 feel to a movie, I've never seen a movie like this, where we are in one room and looking out at a bunch of different things the entire time. Mm -hmm. Typically, you have like a cut out, like a cut away, like, but that never happened in this movie. And I really appreciated them for that. And it, it made feelings of claustrophobia and really made you feel trapped like James Stewart's supposed mm -hmm. to. And so I, I absolutely love the filmmaking and the, the attention to detail uh, and the storytelling through no words um, of just watching, of us watching this and him watching people. 
Um, one main complaint is kind of what you were talking about is script to me was not as uh, strong. You talked about the arcs of the characters. I don't think there was an arc of James Stewart character at all. Because I feel like that, like... Not at all. The, the, it was, like you said, the point of the movie where it's like, I felt like that kind of, the point was like, oh, you should appreciate what's in front of you mm -hmm. instead of like always looking out to see what else is out there. Like what else can entertain me and to focus on like the people, like the person that cares about you the most. Yes. You know, kind of that, I guess, was like the point of it. But I think my complaint is his reasoning for appreciating what's in front of him. Right. That was like what was kind of like, a little off. It's like unless the girl's dangerous, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't. It wasn't a strong. It didn't feel like a strong uh, motivation for mm -hmm. him to realize that, or it, it didn't. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel. Uh, it didn't feel genuine, really, mm -hmm. it, or it coming from an emotional place. It came from like this exciting adrenaline, which I didn't really like. I, I wanted. I liked her character a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought her catharsis was much stronger than his was, but her catharsis was based on pleasing him, pleasing him. and jumping into his life yep. rather than him uh, meeting her halfway. Appreciating what she brings to the table, what she likes. Yes, yeah, there was very like... little meeting halfway. Yeah, I wish that was a little stronger, and I feel like they could have had a moment of that, but things very much wrapped up quickly. Um, and I am going to give this movie a four uh for that reason because i mean it is fa it's a fantastic film it's it was entertaining the whole time i wasn't bored at all during it mm -hmm. and the ability to track so many stories at the same time was amazing i'm i'm gonna go back a little bit and just uh say 4.5 oh wow yes i totally forgot there's no story arc to our main fucking character and uh yeah. that was the weakest part of it, it was to me and you know what? I feel like something that was fixable like they could have done better I'm glad he broke both of his legs yeah. maybe this he, time he'll fucking learn he didn't yeah. deserve it yep. <laughs> <laughs> now he's really stuck with her so, so there you um, go alright Rear Window 1954 yeah. fun one so um, how we always end the podcast is picking the movie for our next week which Michael you have the honors of doing yeah dig in there really find one that speaks to you um, a lot of different stuff in there it's always an exciting part of the... Yummy, yum. And then you get to eat it. No, I'm just then you kidding. Get to eat it. So read the logline first for the drama, and then we'll see what we get. A widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition, arranged for him by a friend to find him a new wife. Oh, no. The one he fancies is not who she appears to be after all. Oh, yeah. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is a tough one? Is it audition? 1999's audition. Korean film, right? Or it might be Japanese. A widower takes. It's gonna be pretty brutal. Brutal. Yes. Yep. All right. Dark. 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 I don't know what. I, I, is there gonna be We're a going... lot of rape? Like, is there gonna be a lot of dismembering? Like, oh no. What is, Just wait, think so... crazy girlfriend. Just think crazy girlfriend. Okay. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on, Michael, and joining us looking through the rear window. Uh, please plug yourself. Uh, well, thanks for having me on, guys. I enjoyed the movie a lot. Thank you. Yeah. And I like this podcast a lot. And, oh, and thanks. And the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I guess my plug is uh, my, my Instagram's Mike TV, and uh, I make little music videos and visuals and yeah, little films. Yeah, so that's the kind of stuff I do. So oh, yeah, Mike check TV. it out. Check it out. Watch um, it. You can follow me at Color Me Leslie on Instagram. And me at Beep Beep Richie T, and also the Deadlights Pod. That's us on Instagram. Also, check out Playground Social, which yeah. is the studio that we are recording this at. Yeah. But until next time, <laughs> let's get spooky, y'all. Yeah. Looking through the rear window. Ah, come look at me. I'm biking. That guy's murdering somebody.